Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Self Empowerment Podcast. Today, I have a really dear special guest, um, Heather K. Story. She is a mastery coach. She works with entrepreneurs and individuals on their business and personal development. She is a goddess extraordinaire. She's really incredible and has some real deep seeds of wisdom. And we get into a lot. So check it out and let me know what you think. Welcome. And um, I, I just want to thank you for being here. Like, I'm so excited to get to talk to you in this more uh, professional container and ask you lots of questions and listen to all of your insight and wisdom and just beautifulness uh, that you're always kind of gushing. (laughs) Wow, that is, well, and thank you. Thank you, Ritz. It is such an honor, Aspen. Mm. I have just such respect and reverence for you and what you do and what you're bringing to the world and just absolutely giddy to be able to play with you in a professional way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, me too. So, uh, tell us a little bit about you, about who you are, what you do, what kind of work, just anything about who is Heather. Well, let's start. I'm Heather story. Uh, I am goddess extraordinaire. Mm. (laughs) I, I think part of what my gift in the world is, is to show up exactly where I need to be in the moment. And so oftentimes that changes and it makes it a little bit challenging to put a pin in exactly what I do because it really does change with the environment that I'm in. Um, Professionally, I am a mastery coach and I work with entrepreneurs and um, individuals focusing on personal and business development and do that through a whole host of different ways. Um, And I absolutely love, 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 love what I do Mm. because I get to take all of these diverse aspects and interests and things that I've studied and researched and all the aspects of me and bring it into one house, so to speak, um, and serve at my highest level because it's, there's no part that doesn't get to show up for this. Mm. And I think that's, I mean, quite honestly, that's what I want for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Like, sounds awesome. Mm, I love that answer. Yeah. We should all be so lucky to be able to have something that we show up to that we can show up with all of us, you know, all of the pieces and parts of ourselves and to really give ourselves to, and to feel that connection to purpose through what we're putting into the world and how we're serving others. That's like, whew. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Amen. Well, and yeah because we're all so very diverse. It's not like we're one thing or Mm -hmm. even two. Like, you know, 
I'm the goddess. I am the total absolute nerd. I mean, we could talk about neuroscience and quantum physics to the cows come home and I would be a happy, happy girl. And we can talk about spirituality and meditation. And we can talk about business and finance and strategy and yeah, all of it, all of it. Um, Yeah. I know when I thought about having you on the podcast, I was like, what are we going to talk about? Like we could literally talk about anything. (laughs) I know. And that's a little daunting on this. I'm like, God, how do I prepare for that? I'm like, okay, just be me. Like, Just just show up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I'm excited to see where we're going to go because we can really go some awesome places and we do. We really do. Yeah. Um, how did you first begin to get into the work that you do, especially, you know, like finding that purpose and finding that passion and finding like how you do it in the world, how you go about that? Like, I'm curious about a little bit about your journey. Wow. That, you know, and it's funny. I'm sure you experienced this as well. It's like you get to a point and then you reflect back and all of a sudden all these pieces fall into place that at the time just felt completely awkward and didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so I would say that quite honestly, I think I was born to coach. Like now I have that point of reflection to say, cause it's something I've done my entire life. It's something I was, um, kind of the therapist among my friends. And then I was, when I was even younger, I was the therapist of my mom's friends. Mm. <laughs> uh, like just as a joke, because there wasn't such a term as coaching. Um, but I've just on a personal level, so much, actually so much of what I do in the world is a direct result of what I've done for myself personally. Mm. Um, and I was gifted with a challenging, shall we say, childhood. <laughs> um, not, and everybody has it. Everybody has their own struggles and their own challenges. And mine were pretty specific and resulted in me not liking myself a whole lot and um, having a lot of pain and not having a support system and growing up in an extremely dysfunctional and unhealthy environment. Um, And, but there was always this part of me, always this part of me that was aware and knew that how I was living and how I was showing up in the world was not who I was supposed to be. It's not Mm -hmm. in no way embodied or captured the authenticity or who my, my ability and capabilities. Um, So my journey is varied. Um, I started my, my education, formal education, initial formal education is in accounting and finance. It's what I went to college for and worked in public accounting for a long time and had my own practice. Um, and there are aspects about that that I really enjoy. And then there's aspects about it. Like tax season is a soul sucking endeavor. Not for me. It's other people. I am so grateful to my CPA. You have no idea how much I love my CPA because now I just hand it all over. Um, But 
I really, what I found in my practice, like in my, in my business as in accounting was I was doing a lot of support for my clients outside of the financial realm. So dealing Mm. with issues with employees, dealing with growing the business, how do we strategize um, negotiation? Like how do we, how are we going to negotiate this contract? And so I found myself moving into these other areas and I really, really loved them. And I had a, um, I had a therapist back in that day, because that's the time I was working through my childhood um, that mentioned, she just said, she's like, I think you'd be an amazing coach. And I was like, what the heck's a coach? (laughs) And she's like, I think you'd be, I really think you'd be amazing. She's like, I could see you doing therapy. She said, but it doesn't fit with your personality. Exactly. I think coaching would. So I started researching coaching and lo and behold, went back to school, went through for two years um, of coaching at um, Adler School of Executive Coaching, professional coaching, I think it is, and um, then started another business. I, and then I started moving into the, into the realm of coaching and personal development. And again, so much of this just came, came from the place of what I was focusing on with myself and overcoming the, that, you know, that internal dialogue and the patterns and the programming. And I've always been a very spiritual person. I got my yoga certification. I'm a certified yoga teacher and got that back in 1997. So I don't even know if you were born yet, but <laughs> I was. <laughs> um, and so meditation was part of, it was part of my life and it was very transformative. Um, and always had this connection with spirit, not in a religious sense, um, but really in a spiritual sense and feeling connected to what I now would call God or the universe. Um, So I think all of those things have kind of played into, and I pulled at at them from different points. And uh, as I mentioned before, I am an absolute nerd extraordinaire about neuroscience and quantum physics and even to an extent investing, I kind of nerd out on that. Um, and what I saw as I kept developing and growing was that there were just these threads that everything pulled all of that together. Like mm-hmm. there was a place where quantum theory absolutely helped define or not even helped, but reinforced my understanding of the spiritual world and of the energy world. Um, Cause in, well, I don't even know, 2012, I think something like that. Um, then I moved into energy healing and started taking pranic healing. And now that's another component that I fold in is understanding and utilizing prana, uh, utilizing energy and, and working with my clients for uh, you, to, you know, pulling that into my practice as well. So it's, and, and I don't even think I'm done Aspen. Let's see. Mm. It seems like everything that I study, everything that I, you know, every little rabbit hole that I get pulled down, there's some brilliant golden nugget that makes its way that integrates into who I am and then thusly into my practice. 
Yeah. 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 It's so beautiful how like everything does come together. Like you said, like when you reflect back, like all these different pieces and parts begin to formulate this whole And I think it's more what everybody is longing for too. Like we used to go, you know, to a specific, like to a business coach for this and to a therapist for this and to the massage and yoga classes, like for this. And now we're seeing more and more people who want and crave, like, no, I want all of the things in all, you know, I, it's more of like that desire to be more of a whole person and to have that fulfillment instead of just like achievement and different things. Um, and so, yeah, of course, like the energy work goes hand in hand with working with companies and businesses because we're, we're humans and we're so multifaceted and there's so many different dimensions to us. And so it's just so cool that you have such a pool of resources and of knowledge and of wisdom that you can bring to the work that you do with people. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I, <laughs> I, it's, I, I kind of joke that I, I'm sure you've seen the movie up, you know, like squirrel, mm-hmm. shiny object syndrome, where <laughs> you see some shiny, shiny object and it grabs your attention. And in the past, I used to kind of judge that, like I would be, get on myself, like, oh, stop. You need to be more focused. You know, you need to be here. And now when I take that as inspiration, like mm-hmm. here's a shiny object, there's a reason. And I can't even think of a time right now where chasing after that shiny object, going down that rabbit hole, hasn't had a positive influence on my life, hasn't made me a better human, hasn't made me better in my, in my practice and being able to show up um, more fully or have more tools or um, have a, a perspective or insight that can be that catalyst into possibility. I think that's right now, that's the place of ownership I feel most is like, I feel like I am a catalyst to possibility. And that is primarily what I do with my clients is to start to, because we're stuck in that narrative, like we, of would, should, could, right. <laughs> um, and, and also that, well, here's the problem. You want to know what the problem is? Let me tell you about the problem. Mm-hmm. And the problem is like this vortex. It just sucks all the energy in and no light comes out. You know, it's like a vacuum, I guess would be a better description, but, um, and so to find ways to reorient ourselves, to rethink the relationship, what's what meaning am I making? Like, there's so many levels within that. Like, and even I love, I love the work that you do with the somatic, like what's happening in my body? What message is my body giving me right Mm -hmm. now? Um, There's all of these feedback loops that we have that we've lost touch with, I think. Um, and, and so then we just move away from possibility with fear comes in and as fear comes in, it just whittles down possibility. It just, yeah. nope, this is the way that it is. Nope, this is the way that it is. And to start to open that back up and open ourselves back up and give, give ourselves permission to show up 
hundred percent as who we are. Um, yeah. That gives me goosebumps. Just yeah, does. me too. I love that. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why I was, you know, I was going through so many different names when I created this podcast and I kept coming back to self-empowerment, even though empowerment's quite a buzzword. And sometimes it's like, well, what does that even mean? Um, but I kept coming back to it because the self part was so important to me of really the liberation that can happen when you begin to empower yourself, when you begin to realize like, oh, I have choices. I am in control of so much more than I thought. And also learning to like, like you said, to see the possibility to open up, to begin to look for the inspiration and the potential instead of just focusing on what's wrong and going down that rabbit hole that I definitely have been down of like the self-improvement project that never ends. And it's like, I need to be fixed and all of that. It's one of the reasons I have that, you know, the main header on my website is that you're not a problem to be fixed. You're a mystery to be lived because it's so important for people to begin to really stand and feel their power, especially women in this world, like to, to come back to their lower bodies, to come back to that earth energy, the power that they have to literally create anything that they want. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. And I loved how you said the shiny object, because I felt that too, like we're taught to be very linear. We're taught to like focus and set goals and achieve. And there is definite value in that. And I found so many times when I trust that little shiny object or that intuitive impulse or that flow or inspiration, it leads me to a place. It's like, ah, there, that's what I needed. Or it fits into this, or it leads me to a place that was way better than what I was quote unquote, trying to make work. <laughs> it, the, the word that comes to mind for me right now is wellspring is like mm. that. It just, there's all of this and it feeds us. It feeds, it feeds me and moving into that space. Um, the level of, of inspiration. <sighs> I just love that. And I, I, what you're, what you're speaking to really, to me, is kind of the definition of freedom of that empowerment and authenticity. Like that is showing up in the world as yourself, as you are, and whatever comes, you've, you've got it. Like if you trip and fall, you trip and fall. There's a purpose in that. And what's the lesson and what do you do with that? I think the you, you, you spoke to something a little bit earlier about, um, you know, that kind of what I call striving that like, got to do better, not enough. Ultimately, I think that's the message behind striving is, is like, um, where I am is not where I'm supposed to be. Who I am is not who I'm supposed to be. And how that thinking is so destructive. It is so destructive to our sense of self, um, and our identity and even more so our sense of worth and Mm -hmm. of worthiness. Um, and so to, to even, especially women, like the linear, that linear process really is a masculine process. I mean, that is, that is a byproduct of a patriarchal society, no good, bad, right, wrong. It just is. That is the masculine energy is 
I got a direction. I got a purpose. Get that shit done. Yeah. Um, sorry. Can I swear on your podcast? (laughs) Okay. Um, and for women, for the feminine, that is draining. That literally sucks the energy. Our life force out is that very regimented, very push, very focused, we're all about expansion. We're all about flow and movement. And um, I, I, the term I use is like the chaotic. It's chaotic. Feminine is like, it's just because it's everywhere and it's swirling and it's swirling and it's dancing and it's gorgeous and it's magnetic and it's so absolutely inviting. And it is so challenging like this is this is for my for my female clients this is something we talk about is how to be a woman in business because Mm -hmm. we have all these rules about boom 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 and this is what it's supposed to look like and how so many of them if they move that route like if they go that that way to be quote-unquote successful miserable yeah feel like themselves they don't feel comfortable in their body they have like little to no desire to have sex. It's like, mm. and how just the transformation that can happen by bringing back in the concept of free flowing and giving yourself, because yeah, we all need to get stuff done. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's, this isn't, we're just going to float down the river um, every day, all day. We've got to get things done. Yet there is a way that we can get things done that feeds the feminine and that that expands and helps us drop into that really powerful creative energy that we have and yeah 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 I find because I I work with clients on this too you know there's so much trust that needs to be repaired and reconnected like growing up in the society that we've grown up in um, we're really taught to distrust the feminine, you know, men are taught to distrust any feminine qualities. Women are especially, you know, oh, you're too emotional. Oh, is it that time of the month? Like you're, you're too crazy, right? You're irrational. You're, I mean, we could just go down this rabbit hole forever. And so we begin to really distrust. And many of us have also, you know, dealt with abuse or sexual trauma, or even just the day-to-day that you get in a female body of we learn to really distrust our bodies our trust our intuition trust our sexual you know distrust our sexuality all of that and so there's such a rebuilding of that connection to yourself and trust and then from that like a reclamation like reclaiming the chaos and the crazy reclaiming that kind of storm and tsunami that can happen the reclaiming your rage right where I feel like there's always this this place I was in for a long time like I'm either too much or I'm not enough too emotional (laughs) to this to that or not 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 and so it's like okay coming back home to that more wholeness and fullness like it's the dark and the light like it's the gross gritty crazy part and it's also the flowy feminine sweet part like it's all the things like I'm not just a good girl or a bad girl or a whatever you know like we, we can't fit into boxes we just can't no man I'm like <laughs> I that terminology is super funny that's actually kind of a trigger for me the um 
like being in the box or out of the box in my world, like get rid of the fucking box. Why do you have a box? Like just create what you want, create, create the environment that facilitates you being who you are and loving all of that. I, it's, um, the image that popped into my mind when you're talking about kind of being that, you know, chaotic and gritty and the, that very nurturing, you know, is like, are you familiar with Kali? The, the, the Hawaiian she goddess? Is, no, uh, she's actually a Hindu. I'm pretty sure she's a Hindu God, but basically the energy of Kali is she just cuts the heads off. Like she, and it's about destruction for the purpose of rebirth, but like literally that is her image is she's <laughs> holding by the hair, the head mm-hmm. of, you know, the person who needed to have their head cut off because they, <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's not how this goes. And, but then the other side is kind of like that, that image of like the Virgin Mary of the ultimate embodiment of love and compassion and nurturing energy and we are all of that and so much more those are just kind of the extremes um I I what I I really truly believe that each person like every person on this planet and anywhere else that there may be people or beings or entities um that we all come into being with a very specific purpose mm-hmm. and only we as ourselves, when we truly embody, um, embrace the wholeness of who we are, that is where we actually trans, like um, transform uh, mm-hmm. the world, our environment. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's the path of being a human. Like why we're even here, why we even incarnate, why we you know pick up a, bag of flesh, so to speak, <laughs> um, <laughs> is so that we can learn to, like, I think that's the path, the evolutionary path of, of being human is so that we can be the divine spark that is only us and to bring our u- very incredibly unique gifts and traits and perspective and language and our power because it's so different. Yeah. I mean, we are all intrinsically unique and to embrace that uniqueness rather than vilify or try to homogenize and mm-hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, it's not a very common popular <laughs> concept in our modern society right now. It seems to be much more about um, we want everybody to be exactly alike and we, you have to think the way that everybody else does, or you're going to be ostracized. You're going to be kicked out. You're going to be canceled. And mm. for me, I'm like, cancel me, baby. <laughs> I don't need your validation to be me, babe. Um, and, yeah. and bring that to the world that God, I just, I can't even tell you that lights me up to think about the potential, the possibility, right? That's the realm of the possibility that mm. oh, what can happen there? And I think it is so far beyond anything that we can even conceive right now. Um, no, that's the power of the possibility. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's one of my favorite things with working with people is literally starting to see more of them show up, like to really to feel their energy expand, to watch them begin to take up space and get bigger and just have more of themselves. And that's what I found on my journey. Like I just kept finding more of me, like really really befriending and bringing back like these pieces and parts and embodying more of who I was and more of who I am and like living the world from a more embodied place with more of me. Like it's, it's so it's what every, it's what we're all longing for. Like we're all longing for our own love. We're all longing for our wholeness. We're all longing to feel ourselves in that expansive whole state. And we all go about it trying to get it in different ways or trying to ignore it in different ways. But at the end of the day, like we do really want to be ourselves and we, and I think that we should all get the opportunity and the support and the love to do that. You too. Well, and for me, the first place is you got to give yourself permission, like mm, permission. Oh my God. Yeah. Permission. Tell you like what I see. I could sit here all day and be like, Aspen, you are radiant. You are this radiant, brilliant, beautiful goddess that is this powerhouse of energy and intuition and sense. But if you don't, if you can't let that in yourself, if you can't receive that, that's, that's a man, that is something that I run into so much is the inability to receive. Mm -hmm. Again, I think that's part of the culture is give, 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 give. And to receive. And that includes receiving the aspects of ourselves that we've denied, that we've um, rejected, that we've allowed to kind of fragment off from ourselves. Um, I think of like what you're talking about is that embodiment that to me is integration. That's the Mm. process of integration is bringing all that home into this into this body, like into the being that is us. Um, and there's, there's a lot, there's a lot within that. And and again, I think a big piece of that first is giving yourself permission. You can't, you're not going to move in that direction if the subconscious or the unconscious message is nope, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. For whatever reason, I won't be loved, I won't be accepted, I won't be celebrated, whatever those are. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, there's so much storytelling. We are just, uh, one of my favorite, favorite lines I use this so much is in the absence of truth, we storytell. We make up things, we make up stories. In the absence of truth, we make up stories, which is why communication is so important. And I don't mean even communication with other people, which yes, very important, but communication with ourselves. Mm. It's like, I think of everything that we look for externally, love, validation, acceptance, celebration, um, safety, you know, feeling enough, feeling worthy, all of that is a reflection of the relationship that we have with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if, if we adopt that, if we take that as a truth, like if we, if we believe that every interaction you have with the world becomes 
the mechanism for you to become more whole, for you to um, embrace and celebrate who you are. Like every interaction, problems are no longer problems. Problems are opportunities. Problems, the people that piss you off. <laughs> It's yeah. my favorite. It's like people are like, no, you don't understand that blah, 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 blah. And a lot of times it comes down to like trust or integrity. And my reframe for that is like, okay, I hear exactly what you're saying. Now tell me where you aren't trusting yourself right now. Where are you not having integrity? Because what you're plugging into is a reflection of you. Mm-hmm not new information. This is not, you know, groundbreaking revolutionary concept in that it's not necessarily new. However, it is revolutionary when you start to actually practice, start to see it, become aware. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The truth, the truth is one of the things that like I work with my clients on. And that was a real turning point for me is just beginning to tap into what is true for me what is true for me in this moment, like, and beginning to practice speaking from that place and beginning to really question when those things come up of I'm not enough and all this stuff is, is that really true? Is it really true? And beginning to dive deeper into that. And I love that you said permission and receive because permission I find at the root of so much, like it's, what do you need? I need permission. Right. And (laughs) And receive is my word of the year. Like that's how big of a deal receiving is for me. So, uh, and once you pick a word of the year, like boy, does the universe teach you about, you know, okay, you want to learn about receiving? Let's go. Here we go. (laughs) To the races. Yeah. Yeah. I love the universe. Yeah. Yes. So I want to give the listeners a little bit of some, some, goodies and practices and like, um, yeah, some resources and value. And I'm curious as to what are some of your personal practices that you do daily or monthly that really support you? That is a wonderful question. And man, is that list long? Um, (laughs) let me, let me work to summarize. Um, you know, actually I'm going to, I want to talk about it's my newest practice. It's the mm. one that um, really is probably only a couple of weeks, maybe a month in, in its um, existence. And yet, whoo-wee, it has been incredibly transformative for me. Um, and it is around when I bump up against things. Like, so when I'm not doing or not feeling or have quote unquote, some problem, usually it's me not executing in some direction or anything that comes up. I mean, it can be anything. I've created this habit practice of when, when the issue presents itself of moving a little bit deeper and understanding what my relationship to that is. And when I say, what's my relationship, what I mean is what's the meaning that I'm making about me doing or not doing something. Hmm. So for instance, I will give an example because this is a real life example. Um, 
I, in my life and throughout my life have really, I'm going to say struggled with overwhelm that when it comes up in my world, there are certain behaviors, traits, characteristics, things that come up that then usually aren't taking me in the direction of wherever it is that I want to be going. Um, and so I just had this recently where I was noticing my own behavior. I'm like, wow, this is behavior I do when I'm, when I'm uh, feeling overwhelmed mm. and diving into, okay, well, so long story short, what I realized in moving into that is that the meaning that I made of when I feel overwhelmed, because it's kind of an undesirable, it gets in the way. The message that I had was I'm not capable. So anytime that that feeling of overwhelm would come into my body, that subconscious message that I was giving myself is I'm not capable. Well, if I'm not capable, I'm not going to get shit done. Mm -hmm. And so understanding what that meaning is, and then like reframing that, like reframe what that meaning means for me, what that is. And what my reframe around overwhelm became was moving through the overwhelm, feeling overwhelm and moving through it is how I become more capable. So Ooh. it's still like the, you know, still my reframe is always connected to whatever that core belief is that's not serving, but like, this is how I build my capacity by feeling the overwhelm moving through the overwhelm. Like, so when the feeling of overwhelm comes now, I'm like, oh, I'm building capable capabilities. I'm becoming more, I'm building my capacity. I'm building that right now. And in that reframe, then it allows me to reclaim. And we were talking, you were talking about that earlier, like reclaiming yourself. It allows me to reclaim that relationship with that experience, which comes from me. So I'm reclaiming that part of myself. Um, and quite honestly, this is a practice that I am doing now anytime I'm feeling those, or whether it's in my body mm -hmm. or it's emotional, like having the awareness of feeling the emotion. I was like, okay, what, what's the meaning I'm giving to this? I even went through this this morning before talking with you because <laughs> I was feeling a little like, oh, what am I going to do? Um, and it's so funny. But so anytime that that comes up, then I just dive in. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes there isn't an answer that comes immediately. But to give that space to kind of percolate within me and then come back to it. Um, mm -hmm because it's, it is crazy empowering. Like it is this practice for me is the process of moving from disempowerment into empowerment. Yeah. And, and it's, then I, then I get to see these tangible things like my productivity increase. Like I, then I see that fear, that resistance start to dissipate and not, or, you know, cause fear never goes away. Right. But it doesn't have the same power over me. Mm, and even yeah. when the power that when that fear comes in, which contracts, right? It shrinks things. It shrinks possibility. It shrinks that, um, 
that when that fear comes in, I can interrupt and go, wait, yeah, but fear, this is a good thing. Like this is this, there's a good outcome for this. And immediately I can feel in my body because this is a litmus for me. You and I've talked about that, that that contraction, like when I'm evaluating, that's, this is another tool I use is if I'm evaluating um, something to do or somewhere to go, what it doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, should I take this meeting? Should I do this interview? Um, I pull it in. Okay. Here's me doing whatever that is. How do I feel inside? Does it constrict me? Or does it expand me? Am I mm-hmm. contracted or am I expanded? And the things that contract me, that's an automatic no. Sometimes there's a little, like I'll dive into, is it fear? Is it the fear that's contracting or is it the actual experience? So mm-hmm. there can be a little bit of nuance there. But if it's if there's expansion, it's always a yes. Like the contraction inspires a little deeper inquire, inquiry, but the expansion is yes. 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 You know, arms wide open, head to the sky. Yes. (laughs) Um, so those are a few, those are like just ones that come to the top, you know, come to mind immediately of little tools and practices that I use that really are having a significant impact in my life. And then I brought to my clients, I stuff, I guinea pig on me first. And then I guinea pig on my clients. Like, well, would you be willing to try this mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and seeing what they're coming back with? And they're like, Oh my gosh, this, this, like this, um, looking at the relationship where you're diving into what's the meaning that I'm giving this, what's my relationship to this feeling or to this experience right now, that has been just an absolute game changer for clients. Yeah. I love that. And when you give that, do you support, like, is, um, some of the best ways to do that either to like pause and to journal, or do you have them like, um, take some time out and just like reflect internally or, or how do you, how do you support like the doing of that practice? That is a fabulous freaking question. Um, in that, you're not going to necessarily like my answer, but suck it up. Um, is that it really depends on the person and the Mm. relate, like I know that person. So for some clients, it's absolutely journaling, take some time, sit down, write it out for, for others. It's actually call, like they need to verbalize. They have to speak it out loud to somebody Mm. else, like their verbal processors. They, they work better in that environment for others. It's about them just sitting, being still going inward. Um, it really depends on what ways work best for the individual, what their kind of their natural, um, tendencies are. So I can't say there's a one size fits all, which, if anything about my work, that is it. This is not a one size fits all thing at all because we're all so unique and individual. So I would say my guidance on that would be like, where do you learn the best about yourself? Is it through journaling? Is it through communicating? Is it in sitting in stillness? Is it bringing it to meditation and waiting for that guidance to come through? Is it about going for a run Some or having like a totally kick buck workout where you can barely move afterward and you're sweaty and everything just gets quiet. And that inner voice comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so part of, you know, what works best for you and it, experiment, man, I'm all about just try it, just yeah. try. 
see how yeah. it goes. Yeah, I love that. Um, all right, so we're into the the last final little pop questions. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Um, so just because 2020 was so crazy, I've been asking, um, what are some of the biggest lessons or like the biggest lesson that you learned in 2020? Okay. I live in a bubble. I must live in a bubble because I thought 2020 was one of the best years of my life. I really did. I really did. Um, and I think, I think, so I guess one of the things that 2020 brought was absolute and complete disruption, right? It took everybody out of their comfort zone and everybody dealt with that in varying ways, which were very reflective about how safe and comfortable and worried people were, you know, mm -hmm. like there's a whole lot of information. So I think that for me, when those types of things, when we get pushed outside of our comfort zone, like that's my playground. That's mm. my playground. This is the place where, cause that's possibility, right? Um, so the biggest lesson in 2020, when you feel pushed outside of what is known and comfortable and feels safe for you. And cause now I can hear the how question, but embrace it. Mm. Know that that is the catalyst for you to step into your bigger self, for you to step into another bigger, better, more wonderful version of your life. And yes, struggle happens. We are hardwired for it. Like stop trying, please stop trying to live in the comfort zone because it's soul sucking. It is, you, you'll, there's no fulfillment ever in the comfort zone. So when things come that shake that up and push you outside of your comfort zone and into that, you know, kind of like a roller coaster. <laughs> what do you do on a roller coaster? You grab the bar and you scream <laughs> and, and really challenging, like truly challenging myself to stay in that roller coaster and, and be like, okay, what, what is the good here? What is, where can I grow from this? What can be, what can be, what mm. possibility? I guess that's what's the possibility that can now happen that couldn't happen before because everything was inside this, you know, box, so to speak. Now we're outside of the box. Yeah. Anything's possible. What do you want to create now? What yeah. Do you want? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, uh, every year I do this, um, year in review, um, Suzanne Conway and I go through and, you know, reflect on the previous year. And I was so surprised by 2020 because in my head, I had been told like 2020 was one of the worst. And like, you know, so I had like this idea of what it was supposed to be. But when I reflected on my year, I realized that the main word that came from it was freedom. Like all of a sudden it was almost as if I was given a permission slip at the beginning of 2020 that was like anything you wanted to do or any changes that you wanted to make or anything you were afraid to do before, go. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm super 
freaking ugly. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's, I'm going to, mine as well. Like I'm sure how it played out, but it really was just this extraordinary year. Like in so many ways I was culturally, it was, you know, it's challenging and, 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 and societally, yes, we lost, we lost a lot of people and those things are hard and that's life. Like that is life. That's mm-hmm. where nobody's getting out of here alive. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you deal with that? How do you manage it? Where do you inject possibility? Where are you playing in that role? Like, where is your passion? The, the, those are, there's so much fodder. It's like juicy. To me, that's juicy. Yeah. Chaos. Woohoo! Um, yeah, I feel in. like yeah. the, you know, like uh, originally, like, you know, the the stay at home and the, and the come home, like for me and for a lot yeah. of the people I know ended up being like a coming home to yourself, like a really reevaluating of like what's important to you and what matters to you. And, and I've definitely developed a very different relationship with like fear because so much became unknown and terrifying. And I didn't like lost my job, lost where I was going to live. Like, I mean, everything just went to crap. And so to really step into that belief and that trust of stepping without knowing, stepping into just believing and trusting. And so now I feel like I, like you said, with that practice, like building the capacity to be okay in the unknown and to be okay with taking risks, risks and be okay with failing. Um, so yeah. Well, and here's me. What's the relationship you have with all of those things, with risk-taking, with failing? Because that, it's that meaning-making that's resistant, but it, because the meaning made is disempowering. Mm. Reframe that baby and yeah. risk-taking becomes the, the mechanism to freedom. It, mm. It's the path to self-expression. It's the path to uh, whatever you want, right? <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. Oh my gosh. I so love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, Okay. So two more questions. Uh, What advice would you give your 12-year-old self? Advice I'd give to my 12-year-old self. You got this. Keep going. Mm. Yeah. She was not a very happy girl. She was a very sad girl. Hmm. But yeah, you got this. Keep going. Mm, I love that. Um, what is your go-to when you're in a dark place? To get out of it. <laughs> it's like, Just to clarify. Do those coconut cookies count? Yeah, I was going to say, like, the first thing I thought was, like, ice cream. No. What is your go-to when you're in a dark place? My go-to when I'm in a dark place is to up my self-care practices. Uh, the primary one for me is self-baths. Um, I do, which man, this is another thing. Um, great practice, great practice, wonderful tool is just regular table salt, like a pound or two of salt with about um, 15 to 30 drops of lavender oil in the salt and add it into your bathtub and soak for 20 minutes. From an energetic standpoint, it clears all the energy bodies. It helps to 
anyway, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens. But I would say, like, if I only had one tool, that'd probably be that is it. And it's mm. um, even even for self recovery. Uh, the I have been going through a liver cleanse, which has been kind of my body's been feeling it. So pretty much every morning for about two weeks, I have been doing a bath in the morning. Mm. I get up get in the bath and that's how I start my day. And it is, it's so transformative for me. Um, one, I'm a water, I'm a water baby. Like water is, I'm a fish. I I love being there. So it's very restorative for me and it helps me connect back in with myself. And it's naturally a reflective time for me. Like Mm -hmm. I will just naturally reflect. Um, so yeah, that's probably, my number one practice when I'm just in the muck, yeah. um, that and going hiking, like going for going into nature is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, me too. Just sit my ass on the earth and let the earth cobble all that crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share or any questions that I didn't ask that you want to answer or speak into? I love that. That's so good. So good, Aspen. What didn't I ask you that I could have asked you? Nothing is coming to mind in the moment. Um, Mm. Just really kind of reinforcing that idea, who you are who you are authentically, the way that you think, the way that you process information, the way that you articulate yourself, the way you do things that are from your place of authenticity. That's perfect. Don't change that. Mm. Mm. Live into that. Live into that. Yeah, I love that. That's where life gets really really juicy and that's where joy that is where your joy is man we need a lot more joy we have the capacity for so much more joy yeah I think that's own who you are bring it to the world the world needs you to be the world seriously seriously needs you to be exactly who you were who you are intrinsically why Mm. you're put on this planet Mm. beautiful message (laughs) um yes where can people go learn more about you or stalk you or find you stalk me oh my gosh um so my website is heatherkstory.com and i do have a i have a facebook page as well um, I'm in the process of actually moving into the realm of video because yeah. <laughs> that's a better place to be. So um, that platform is still being built, but I will have it on my website as well as my um, Facebook page. And those really are the best. I'm not a huge social media person by any stretch of the imagination, but man, reach out, send me a, send me a message or an email start the conversation I love having a conversation it's the Mm. launching point yeah me too me too thank you so much like talking to you is always so nourishing and like life-giving like I always feel inspired and um 
expansive and like ready to create or do something like I always feel really replenished by your energy and by who you be so thank you (laughs) well thank you so much I'm totally receiving that I absolutely love you Aspen I love your energy you as I said before you're just this brilliant effervescent ball of light in the world and you are so profoundly connected to your purpose and walking the path walking your authentic path. And I honor that and revere that. I really, really do. That is power in this world. And thank you so much. This is truly, truly, truly an honor. And yeah, I get to hang out with you for an hour. What's better? I know, right? Pretty juicy. And that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. And please leave a comment, write a review, let me know what you think. And head on over to the website for tons of free downloadable resources and support, along with one-on-one embodiment coaching and monthly membership options. There's weekly guided meditations and bi-monthly embodiment practice live calls, all kinds of amazing embodiment empowerment goodness. So head on over to aspenmarino.com and sending you so much love. Mwah.